When you think of blood-sucking monster, you typically think of vampires, the story of Count Dracula, pale beings that can shapeshift and are warded off by garlic, wood crosses, and the sun. Well, instead, imagine a creature sometimes described as reptilian, but also, in other cases, like a wild beast. This creature has been characterized as the southern equivalent of the Sasquatch, with a thirst for animal blood rather than human blood. This is the myth and legend of the Chupacabra. This is Supernatural Matters, a psychic story original, and I'm your host, Nicole Bigley. This week, a new episode of Supernatural Matters will air every day leading up to Halloween, where I'll be sharing an unexplained mystery, leaving you to ultimately decide, natural or supernatural. You can find all episodes of Supernatural Matters for free on your favorite podcast player or at SupernaturalMatters.com. And if you like what you're hearing, reach out on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at A Psychic's Story. In folklore, the Chupacabra is described as a vampire-like creature. Its roots were born out of Latin America, but stories about it have since spread to the rest of the world. The origin of the chupacabra is often explained by differing theories. One is that it is a sick animal often mistaken for a monster. To conspiracy theorists, it's an escaped mutation created in a top secret US government laboratory. Its name means goat sucker from the Spanish chapar, which means to suck, and cabras, which means goats. The name comes from the fact that it is said to attack and drink the blood of livestock. People who claim to have seen the chupacabra describe it as a heavy creature about the size of a small bear, with a row of spines reaching from the neck to the base of the tail. Another description is more of a reptile-like creature with leathery or scaly greenish-gray skin. It stands at around three to four feet tall and is claimed to hop in a fashion similar to that of a kangaroo. Some say it is more like a strange breed of wild dog, this form is mostly hairless and has a pronounced spinal ridge, usually pronounced eye sockets, fangs, and claws. People have claimed to have spotted the chupacabra as far north as Maine, as far south as Chile, and even outside America in countries like Russia and the Philippines. Sightings have been disregarded with biologists and wildlife management officials saying that it's nothing more than an urban legend. But reports of these flesh and blood eating creatures are still being discussed to this day. So is it too soon to dismiss the existence of the chupacabra? We go to Puerto Rico, March 1995, to one of the first modern sightings of a chupacabra. Eight sheep were discovered dead, each with three circular puncture wounds in the chest area and reportedly completely drained of blood. A few months later, in August, an eyewitness named Madeline Tolentino reported seeing the creature in the Puerto Rican town of Canovanas. In this incident, around 150 farm animals and pets were reportedly killed. Strange occurrences have been documented in Puerto Rico going back as far as 1975 in the small town of Mocha. At that time, similar killings here were attributed to what locals called El Vampiro de Mocha, the Vampire of Mocha. At first, it was suspected that a satanic cult was responsible, making ritual sacrifices. 
But later, as more deaths were reported around the island and many farms reported loss of animal life, it was deemed highly unlikely that humans were to blame. Each animal was said to have had its body bled dry through a series of small circular incisions. Similar incidents were soon happening in other countries such as Argentina, Colombia, Brazil, Mexico, and even the United States. The frenzy of the chupacabra died down slightly by 2000, but it picked up again in the mid-2000s when something began attacking livestock in Texas. Mutilated animals are found all across the state. One in particular was on a sprawling ranch in a small Texas town. Dr. Phyllis Canyon wakes up to find a brood of her chickens mutilated and drained of their blood. What was most unusual is that each time she discovered a dead chicken, a total of 28 to be exact, the cause of death was identified as being due to a puncture wound in the throat area, the blood completely drained. From her years as a rancher and hunter, she knew that this was not the work of a common Texas predator. A few years passed before the alleged culprit is spotted 25 miles away. Deputy Sheriff Brandon Rydell and his partner are on a routine patrol of the area. Standing in the middle of a dirt road appeared to be a large dog with an unusually large muzzle, long protruding canine teeth, and bright blue eyes. They wonder if it is the same creature that had killed the chickens on Dr. Canyon's ranch years ago. Days later, a neighbor calls Dr. Canyon with some news. Something strange has been found dead on the road near her home. The animal had brilliant blue eyes, skin that resembled an elephant's hide with an enormous amount of excess skin between the ears, no fur, just a very light fuzz all over, and oddly only two nipples. Most canines have four. More perplexing were two nodules at the base of its hind legs. It is not a trait found in coyotes, wolves, or foxes. Dr. Canyon calls the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department and finds that other people have reported seeing similar creatures. Officials, however, don't share Dr. Canyon's belief that it might be a new species, instead stating that it must be a coyote or fox that contracted mange. Texas has 180 mammals and none of them is classified as a chupacabra. Texas rangers don't buy it. Rangers say that when a creature has mange, there are typically claw and bite marks all over in an attempt to scratch away the itching. The specimen that Dr. Canyon found had no such markings. More recently, just two years ago in October and December of 2018, there were reports of chupacabras spotted in Manipur, India. But unlike most monster tales, actual bodies of the chupacabra have been found. About a dozen or so have been recorded in total. Benjamin Radford, an author of several books on monsters and paranormal phenomena, went to see some of the bodies. And he said they were quite horrific looking. They were hairless with a gaunt appearance and burnt looking skin. Unfortunately, DNA tests did reveal them to be none other than coyotes, dogs, or raccoons, and bearing one that was actually a fish. But this still begs the question of how did the people who found these creatures, usually ranchers or rural folk, who should recognize a coyote when they see one, not realize what it was? Radford carried out a five-year investigation on the mysterious chupacabra in which he documented research in his 2011 book, Tracking the Chupacabra. In it, he states that the belief in the chupacabra might have something to do with an anti-U.S. sentiment found across Latin America, particularly in Puerto Rico. Radford has deemed the chupacabra the first internet monster. 
He believes that if the first sighting was just 10 years earlier, only a couple of people would have heard about it, meaning the story wouldn't have spread as much as it has today. Radford also points out how the myths keep changing with inconsistent descriptions of what the chupacabra actually looks like. We went over a few descriptions at the beginning. Originally, the chupacabra was a reptilian-like creature with spikes on its back. Over the years, it's transformed into a wild dog-like beast. Although now scientists can try to explain away more modern sightings of the chupacabra, comparing it to a coyote or another animal with mange, those initial sightings are a bit harder to dismiss. Scientists say in almost all of these cases, the quote-unquote monsters have turned out to be coyotes suffering from very severe cases of mange. Mange is caused by a debilitating parasite and is common in canines. If untreated, as the animal becomes sicker, it can lose almost all of its hair and break out in sores. Wildlife disease specialist Kevin Keel has seen images of an alleged chupacabra corpse and clearly recognized it as a coyote, but said he could imagine how others might not. He also states that since chupacabras are likely coyotes that contracted mange, this would explain why they are often reported attacking livestock. Barry O'Connor, a University of Michigan entomologist, explains animals with mange are often quite debilitated, and if they are having a hard time catching their normal prey, they might choose livestock because it's easier. O'Connor concluded that chupacabra reports in the U.S. were simply coyotes infected whose symptoms would explain most of the features, little fur, thickened skin, and a rank odor. Others, however, think that the sightings in Puerto Rico can be attributed to people imagining things after watching an alien horror film, Species, that was released in the summer of 1995. When you compare the images of the creature character Sill, the unmistakable spikes out the back match the first images described by those who allegedly saw chupacabras in 1995. This is backed by the description given by the original eyewitness, Madeline Tolentino. When asked if the thing she saw could have been inspired by the film, Madeline said she had seen the movie in the weeks before making her description. Another theory is that the Puerto Rican creatures were an escaped troop of monkeys of the island, which often stand up on their hind legs. They were being used in blood experiments at the time. But what about the animals being drained entirely of their blood? And what about the strange puncture marks not conclusive of fangs? An analysis by a veterinarian of 300 reported victims of the chupacabra found that they had not been blood dry. But why, if it was an animal attacking the livestock, would it not also eat the carcasses? Why just leave valuable nutrients behind? While there's very little mystery left from a scientific point of view, stories of the chupacabra abound, still begging the question of whether their existence is real or entirely fabricated. Although Tolentino's account is quickly dismissed as the timeline adds up with the summer movie release, there's nothing to say what exactly it was that other locals spotted in Puerto Rico back in March of 1995, nor what Dr. Canyon believes that it is a new and invasive species. When she sent out a specimen of the animal that she had found for analysis, she hoped to get answers to two questions. Is the animal a known breed and where did it come from? When she got the DNA results back, instead of clearing up the mystery, it deepened it. The DNA didn't match any known species. The closest match is a Mexican wolf mixed with a coyote. But these animals are not known to mate. The puzzle was further muddied by the knowledge that most mutant strains are sterile, 
So if a half-breed really does exist, how is it not dying out? New creatures are often discovered. After all, 65% of the earth remains unexplored to this day. So it doesn't seem too much of a stretch that chupacabras could actually exist. Even Radford said that during his five-year investigation, he didn't just want to debunk or dismiss it. If the chupacabra was real, he wanted to find it. But yet the chupacabra remains a widely discussed myth to this day, not only in Puerto Rico in the US, but around the world. For now, its existence will remain unproven, existing only in the imagination of fertile minds. Thank you for listening to this episode of Supernatural Matters. So what do you think? Is the chupacabra the result of a government experiment gone wrong? A creature we're yet to discover? Or is it the result of wild animals that have gone mad after falling victim to mange? Check out the photos at supernaturalmatters.com and head over to a psychic story on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter to give us your thoughts. Or leave us a voicemail message at 1-800-880-1881. You can find all other episodes of Supernatural Matters for free on the website or on your favorite podcast player.